This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The, the, the winds of change are blowing through Raider Nation, and Silver and Black Today keeps you up to date with the latest news and views about your Las Vegas Raiders. Touchdown, Las Vegas! With insight, opinions, and interviews, we're on the cutting edge of what's happening now. Now, now, with the latest on your Raiders and the NFL, your host, Scott Goldbranson and Mo Moten. Welcome back, Silver and Black Today, the home stretch here on a Thursday. You're with Scott Branson, Mo Moten. This is an Odyssey original podcast covering your Las Vegas Raiders. Do us a favor. Make sure you subscribe wherever you get your audio. Also subscribe and hit the notifications bell on YouTube. You can also uh, make sure you mail us your questions. This is the mailbag segment uh, where we talk with you about everything you want to talk about. You ask, we answer. It's time for the Raider Nation mailbag. What's on your mind, fam? Drop us an email at mail at silverandblacktoday.com. That's mail at silverandblacktoday.com. Now, it's your time to speak up. There you go. Mail at silverandblacktoday.com, or you can hit up Mo, Mo Moten, M-O-E-M-O-T-O-N. I am LV Gully. The show is SNB Today. You can also leave us questions there or in the comments on YouTube. No excuse why you don't want to send in a note. Leave some comments and get your question answered. So we're going to jump into this stuff. Some interesting uh, questions today, Mo. Um, but a reminder uh, of shows coming up. We will have our postgame show right after the 49ers game. Myself and Murph from Raiders Fan Radio. Mo will also have his postgame up on the Bleacher Report app. So if you haven't downloaded the Bleacher Report app, make sure you do so. You can interact with uh, with him there as well. Get his initial thoughts too so and we'll be doing that uh all season long mo will be doing that at bleach report we'll be doing it here uh you can always watch it the post game show we know a lot of people like to come on live and and talk with murph and i sometimes our friend evan grote from just pod baby joins us we kind of have a crew of people who move through there also though um get on with mo and you can talk to him live there he answers his questions um and and you can interact uh, but a lot of people listen to the Sunday show, the postgame show, Monday morning on their way to work, since ours is on the podcast feed, too. So you can do that however you want to do it. It's totally up to you. We appreciate it very much as the construction continues. All right. So we get people who comment on audio. There's a lot of people who like to. There you go. See, Mo's got construction work going on in this building. So that's just the way it goes. <laughs> He's worth it, though, guys. He's worth putting up with the noise. So just sit there and be quiet. Okay. Let's get into the mailbag, uh, Mo. Um, here's one, uh, it says SUP, S-U-P, S-U-P, 
for all you youngsters out there who know the vernacular. Sup, fellas. Love the show. Very fortunate to find you guys. Um, and the show, as other reporters or lack thereof, just were too emotionally involved. Going back to our point about objectivity and being truthful. Anyway, questions. So here, early into the start of the season, how do you guys see the production of the Raiders moving forward in years to come? Of course, I'm hoping for a playoff speed spot this season, but that's not realistic. So in year two or three, do you see the regime getting things on course to compete like the Chiefs, Cincinnati, or Philadelphia? P.S. Have to get a franchise quarterback, right? And that is from our good friend Anthony Williams. Anthony Williams, thanks, man, for putting that in. So, Mo, it's hard to say. When I saw this email come in, I was like, hmm. It's hard to say because I think this year has a lot to do with what my viewpoint on Anthony's question will be, and that is we saw last year the coaching struggle, especially early on, especially holding leads. There was a lot of issues there. They had talent deficiencies. They're addressing the talent deficiencies. Those take multiple drafts and free agents class. Um, but I look at this team and I think, well, boy, are they on the right track for two or three years to be a, co a, a competitive AFC championship team, I think it's too early to tell. Give me your thoughts on Anthony's question. Well, Anthony is right. And you need first you need a franchise quarterback. And Jimmy Garoppolo, as we know, is not that. He's a right. bridge quarterback. I, I know some fans are saying, how do you know he's a, just a bridge quarterback? Look at his injury history. Look at, you know, look at his resume. He's a bridge quarterback at this point. So that's number one. I, I don't think you can be the Chiefs or the Jaguars or the Bengals or the Bills until you get that franchise quarterback. But you can be competitive. And one of the things that I liked about so far I'm hearing from camp reports is that the Raiders' secondary is coming along. So part of having a playoff team or a perennial contender is you have to have at least a decent defense, and the Raiders haven't had that in how long. The fact that their secondary is now forcing turnovers, Marcus Peters on the back end, I know he's on a one-year deal, but the fact that their defense – seems to be coming along on the back end is a positive sign because that's a part of having a playoff contending squad. Now, if the defense steps up and they find their franchise quarterback down the line via draft or trade in the next year, I say, yes, they can be up there in the AFC. It, it, it could change that quickly. I mean, look at the Jacksonville Jaguars. I know they had the number one overall pick and look, Trevor Lawrence looked like looked terrible under <laughs> Urban Meyer. They flip yeah. it around, and now the Jaguars, people are picking the Jaguars to go to the AFC Championship game this year. Two years ago, they were the worst team in the league. So just giving an example, it could change that quickly if you find your franchise quarterback. Now, yeah. where are the Rays going to find that franchise quarterback? Who knows? But we got to take this step by step, and I think the first step is at least their defense is showing signs of life. Correct, and I think that that's, that's the incremental steps you have to see. Now, again, you look at what happens with the Raiders this year with playoffs, and, and of course, Anthony said he'd love for his team to make the playoffs. Every fan wants their team to make the playoffs, of course. At the same time, do we see progress? Do you see progress? Do you see that defense develop? Okay, they go from 31st in the league to 21st. Okay, not saying, or that, that would be a big jump for them, or 22nd, 23rd, whatever. You start to see them knowing that if they can get more bodies and more talent in, then maybe they can get to improve. But we've seen that from camp. Camp is camp. I always kind of make fun of it because you just don't know. Nobody gets the gold jacket because of what they do in camp. So we'll see what happens there. But it, it is incremental, and I think this year is a big year just to see, okay, is 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 what this regime doing 
showing and netting positive results from a draft perspective, from a play on the field perspective, i.e. coaching. And if you start to see that, then my expectation going into next season would be higher because they'll have an opportunity to reload again. So, so we'll see how it goes. But I think that um, it's, 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 it's sort of we're in that time frame where you're going to see that. And this is where I always am fascinated. Even, even if you don't like Josh McDaniels, the guy or the coach, you don't want more turmoil. You don't want another coach because guess what happens? It's like, you know, did you ever play? I don't know if you ever played as a kid Candyland. You remember the game Candyland? Like you get all the way. You're I don't. Okay. Well, you're zooming up the board and then you hit a ladder and you got to go all the way back to the beginning. Okay. So that's what the Raiders have been doing with player personnel and coaching. They get up, they start to get up to the middle ground and all of a sudden they're all the way back at the down again. And so you don't want that. So I think this team, even if you don't like him, you want him to do be successful because that means your team is one step closer to stability and is one clip, cl- step closer to being as competitive as they need to be. And one other thing I'll say about this, because I know some people are going to push back and say, well, no one thought of Geno Smith as a franchise quarterback, and the Seattle Seahawks have given him extension. Now he's a starter there. What I will say is that, one, Geno Smith is an outlier. The mm-hmm. outlier is, is not time. the rule, as they, as, they, as they say. The other thing is Geno Smith is available. Goes back to my point about Jimmy G's injury history. Part of being a franchise quarterback is you're available. If mm-hmm. you're always getting hurt, they're going to eventually replace you. We had Jose on last week say that, that they were tired of going through the injuries with Jimmy G. Fortnite's were a perennial contender with Jimmy G, but look at what he had around him. He had a strong defense. He had a strong run game. He had some playmakers. And that's why I say it's important that the Raiders' defense is stepping up because you can be competitive with Jimmy G. But eventually, yeah. if he continues to get hurt, continues to not be available, then you're going to look for his replacement. Again, that's part of being a franchise quarterback, being available. Well, and I'll close on this. I mean, you look at the 49ers, I think, have one of the best rosters in the NFL. They're, they're a team to beat. I mean, the NFC is nowhere near the AFC to- in total. But the 49ers, but if the 49ers quarterback situation goes really south, I'm not saying it will, but if Brock Purdy can't repeat what he did last year and Trey Lance doesn't come along, you'll see what a quarterback means to a team. doesn't mean that the 49ers won't be competitive because that defense is that good. But if they don't have a quarterback, it's the NFL, man. And if you can't have a quarterback and you can't have a quarterback stay healthy, then you're not going to go very far. We've seen it over and over and over again. So we'll see how it goes. All right. So thank you, Anthony, for that one. Uh, As we move on to our next email, this one is from our good friend uh, Jay Jordan Ford, I think up in St. Louis. He says, hey, Goalie and Mostradamus. He called you Mostradamus. Ah. There you go. I like that. See the people from the loo. I like that. They, 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 show, they show respect. I love that. See that? It says, it's Jay here. Uh, is there like Twitter groups or some form of social media group that we can start if not so toxic? Every social media platform I go on, all the Raider fans are being toxic and negative. I'm not trying to just say it's sunshine and rainbows, but I can't open a single article without having the 70% of the reaction being negative. Like if... A writer is so upset with the team. Please stop commenting on things because your negativity is just bringing the rest of us down. Sorry for my rant. I'm just really tired of seeing people who claim to love my team constantly dunk on it. That's Jay Ford up in St. Louis. I, I, I can't add to that. It's like, look, you, you people, people who are negative are negative, and they will, find, they will find negative in the positive. And I'm not saying everything's positive either. I'm just, as we, to our discussion earlier in the show, Mo. Um, you can find nuggets. You can be upset that your team does certain things, but at the same time, if all you do is talk about your team, your spouse, your friends, 
um, the favorite podcast you listen to. If all you talk about is negative things, eh, it's not it's not good for anybody involved. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Let's talk about the obvious here. A lot of Raider fans, some of them, are mm-hmm. negative because... Derek Carr is no longer a Raider. Let's just be, let's just put it out there because it's Uh-oh. the truth. The there, there were so theory. many. There, there, there are so many Raider fans that that love Derek Carr and what he stood for, and and him being around for nine years. They're still not over the fact that he's on the Saints now, and they and they yeah. want some fans. I'm gonna I'm not gonna say all, but there are. I can tell you there are some fans out there mm-hmm. who say. We we want Josh McDaniels out of the door, and the only way that can happen is if he if the Raiders lose and they fire him. We're not happy that he let go of Derek Carr. We're not happy the way he handled the Derek Carr situation. He's got to go, and there are going to be a lot of people that are going to look at the Saints and say, "Look, they're winning. They got Derek Carr. They're winning. They're going to compare him to the Raiders." And and I I don't like that comparison simply because the Saints have a totally different situation than what the Raiders have. But let's be completely honest, and and Jay's probably seen it that. There are a lot of people that won't say this, but they're still upset about number four moving on, about them moving on from number four. And and in return, they want the Raiders to fail because it kind of, in a sense, proves them right. Like, see, if you had just listened to me and kept Derek Carr, we would have been fine. <laughs> and what I will say, and I'm going to say this right now, I'm going to say this on Thursday, August 10th, right? If the Saints go to the playoffs and Derek Carr looks good with the Saints and the Raiders are a poor football team. It does not mean that the Raiders made a mistake and let go of Derek Carr because it was clear that Derek Carr and Josh McDaniels didn't fit as a cohesive head coach quarterback tandem. So regardless of what the Saints do, regardless of what the Raiders do, it was the right move because clearly it wasn't working. We've read the reports now that that said they they're ready to move on from Derek Carr after, you know, early in the season, possibly yeah. after the yeah. Saints game when they couldn't cross the 50-yard line, but they knew right away that Derek Carr wasn't the guy for that system. So why would you keep him? Let him move on where he can flourish in a different system. I think mm-hmm. people have to let that go. Once they let that go, it goes to the Josh McDaniels discussion. A lot of people just don't believe in Josh McDaniels. They want again, they want him out. And the only the only way that Josh McDaniels is going to get fired is if the Raiders completely face plant and then fans get what they want. But I think why would you root against? Why would you want to see your team fail? And this goes back to my point about yeah. fans who want to see the Raiders tank. I get the prize is getting a, a possibly a franchise quarterback, but we don't know if that quarterback is going to be a franchise player. We don't know if the Raiders will be better to get that player. So yeah, in essence, you want to root for your team to win because then you don't have to go through all these what if scenarios, because if you just win, winning takes care of everything in itself. Right. And again, it's the Candyland principle. You're going to, you're going to fall down the freaking slide and you're going to go all the way. So, so you get your wish. Josh McDaniels fired because the Raiders go, go two and 15. All right. Then guess what? Now it's the the clock resets. They won't be good again for three or four years. You want that? Really? Some people do. Some people thrive in dysfunction. That's what they want. So, but but I agree with you, Bo. It's it's a very good point. And thank you again, Jay uh, Ford up in in St. Louis for your email. We certainly appreciate it. Also, in closing, we have our good friend Gary Harkin Reader. Real quick, uh, as we get to Gary. the end of the show. 
Gary says, um, you're probably getting flooded with comments or questions, uh, but I wanted to comment on the deep ball issue that I heard and it raising its ugly head with Jimmy G. It treads round, uh, around water in three areas. Number one, speed of receivers. Number two, you practice. You practice stuff you're not good at. And number three, his ABC principle, always be coaching. Uh, so so it, it's one of those things. Thank you, Gary, by the way. Also, Gary's lobbying to be on the show because he said, P.S., when you see I'm right, maybe I'll make your show as a guest commentator like Murph. <laughs> Thank you, Gary. We appreciate you. And Gary's been a fan since the late 60s, I believe, if I remember correctly. So it's a good point, though. All the Jimmy G struggling, interceptions, throwing deep. Um, certainly those are some challenges for him he needs to get better at. But the idea of the receiving core and getting used to throwing to those guys, the speed and adjusting to that, number two, is practicing stuff he's not good at. So, of course, he's going to make mistakes. If they're challenging him to get better at throwing the ball down the field, you're going to do that. And then, of course, as he says, coaching, you I don't care what player is in what year. There's very few players who can't get better, right? Um, and even those players will tell you they can. So I think in this situation, Gary's right. Uh, it, it, it probably is exacerbated by the fact that they're trying to work on these things with the quarterback. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And, and just want to clear up one thing about the whole deep ball issue, because people on Twitter obviously took it very literally or purposely out of context. Mm-hmm. My comment about Jimmy G's deep ball or his non-existent deep ball wasn't the fact that Jimmy G cannot throw a deep ball. It's the fact that he doesn't do it he doesn't with any do consistency. It. Yes. We heard Jose Sanchez come on the show last week and say he's there are times where he doesn't even look deep. He's he's a short to intermediate throwing type quarterback. That's that's his bread and butter. He's not a he's not a quarterback who's going to consistently stretch the field. Mm-hmm. So even with the practice, and I get Gary's point. Even with the practice and them challenging him to throw deep to Devonta Adams because they have that playmaking weapon, even with that, he's a 10-year veteran, nine, 10-year veteran. He's going to revert to what he does and what he knows. And that's, and what that's the short to intermediate field, and that's what you're going to get a lot of. Now, yeah. will he uncork one or two deep balls once or twice a game? Yeah, he'll, 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 he may take a shot here and there, but that's not going to be the norm. What you do want to see is that if a guy is running wide open, that he's not afraid to take that shot and he's willing to stretch the field when possible. You don't want him to force it, but you want him to be capable. And I think that's part of uh, always being coachable and working on that at training camp. But just again, I'm not saying he cannot throw the deep ball. I'm just saying that you won't see it a lot. Correct. There you go. Gary, as always, man, we appreciate uh, your questions, your comments and your humor most of all, too. So thank you for that <laughs> as well. Um, all right. So if we if we look at what's coming up for you, Mo, we talked about your post game on Bleach Report. What else between now and then? I'm going to have another Bleach Report um, piece coming out. Uh, I had one come out on Tuesday. Uh, guys, who I think are going to be preseason stars. If you haven't read that, read up on that. I listed Zamir White as a potential preseason star simply because he's going to get a lot of work while Josh Jacobs is contemplating his next move. Britton Brown got banged up at practice. Austin Walters on IR. So it's basically Zamir White and Sincere McCormick as your two young guys that are going to get a lot of the carries. But c- coming up ahead, I'm probably going to have another Raiders article coming up on, on Sports Night. Again, just looking at guys that I have my eye on in the first preseason game. And, of course, after that preseason game, I'm actually going to release my first depth chart. So the Raiders had their first your own depth, depth chart, chart for the 49ers game. I'm going to have a depth chart after the game, and I'll update that depth chart after each preseason game to let you know 
the 50 guys that I think are going to make the final roster yeah, in and, August, late, uh, late August, early September. And Mo's got a huge surprise at punter. It's going to blow you away. <laughs> I kid. I oh, kid. Oh, gosh. They're going to bring back Marquette King. He's going to be the new punter. <laughs> I, I, I still can't believe he hasn't gotten a chance. But, hey. That's life. I don't know what to say. Uh, all right. So listen, we will be back with our show, of course, a live postgame show with me and Murph. Uh, Murph will be joining me live from Allegiant Stadium after the game. So we'll be doing that. That'll be fun. Also, tomorrow you can catch me again on ESPN 1320 in the 916, as you say, up in Sacramento. I'll be on the D'Lo and KC show again, as I will be every Tuesday and Friday talking Raiders football. Uh, you can listen to it on the free Odyssey app where you can also listen to our show uh, or any Odyssey station throughout the country. So you could do that. Listen to it live. It will be at 12.50, 12.50 p.m. Pacific time tomorrow. So you can do that uh, as well. So we thank you. Also, again, subscribe to the show here so you can listen to Mo and I every week at an increasingly fast pace as the season rolls around. So make sure you do that wherever you get your audio. Thanks to everybody on YouTube. Again, always a lively discussion Hit subscribe and the notifications bell as well there. So thank you, Mo, my friend. I will see you on Tuesday, and we'll have a football game to talk about. We'll have a football game to break down. Hopefully fans won't overreact. Who are we kidding? Yes, <laughs> they will. But we'll have fun breaking it down anyway and see football. We will, uh, and I appreciate you, my friend. And we will all talk to you guys again as a crew on Tuesday. Make sure you stay tuned. We'll also have some uh, Silver and Black Blitz, the short shows coming up probably on Monday into Tuesday and into Wednesday next week as we get to our full mailbag show coming up here as the regular season starts. So, all right, for our producer, Mike Robbie, for Mo Moat, and I am Scott Cobranson. This has been Silver and Black Today. Raider Nation, have a great weekend and enjoy the game on Sunday. Take care.